What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show where I see things a little differently. I am your host, The Slow Chemical. We are going to do, uh, we're going to have three episodes in a row where it's going to be a mixed bag. So, we're going to talk about the 2017 Justice League cut. We're then going to then talk about the WandaVision series as a whole. And then we're going to talk about Batman vs. Superman. Now, I have not decided, as I'm recording this, I have not decided which order that those two are going to come out. Like, WandaVision will be square in the middle of it, but I'm trying to get these two out. I will get these two out on the Wednesday shows before the release of the Snyder Cut on March 18th. So that way it's building to it. And, and then after that, we'll have to have the review of the Snyder Cut, and then we'll get to the Falcon Winter Soldier stuff. But either way, WandaVision will be put right in the middle of this. Um... I'm recording this super early. This is like two days after Valentine's Day when this is being recorded just because I had an idea for it. And I say, you know what? Let me go back and watch BVS in 2017, uh, Snyder, uh, not a uh, Justice League. I, I thought about doing it just because I wanted to, because I don't remember when I first seen Justice League. I know it wasn't in the theaters. If I'm not mistaken, I saw BVS in theaters. I didn't see, I don't know how I saw Justice League, but I know it wasn't at theaters. And I only saw it one time. And I was like, you know what? Let me watch it. I, I, I knew I wouldn't like it any more than what it, what it was, but I wanted to try to remember where this whole thing fell off the, the rails. So just to, let's just give some background in case this is the one that comes out first. Which now I'm thinking about it might be the one that comes out first. Or no, BVS will come out first. Anyways, doesn't matter. I just won't give the background on this, on, the, on the next one, on, on the BVS one. Doesn't matter. When this whole DCEU, I know it's no longer called that, but when it was, when it was first conceived in Zack Snyder's mind, he had a five-movie arc he wanted to do. It was going to be Man of Steel that led to BVS, Batman vs. Superman, led to Justice League 1, Justice League 2, and I believe it was a third Justice League, if I'm not mistaken. Um, obviously, we didn't get any of that. And so, I think he's told, and once again, I know, I know people, I'm paraphrasing here, but I know people are going to want to be technical, so it's fine if you send me emails and your DMs and on Instagram. Pretty much, he wanted Man still to set things up, and then Batman vs. Superman... And then it was going to be Unite the Seven was the first gimmick for it. Now remember, Seven it was supposed to was supposed to include the Green Lantern, um, which I think DC has a healthy fear of making that movie, and it's, they should. It's such a unique story, such unique characters. I would be fearful of touching that one too, honestly. You need a mind like Taika Waititi or James Gunn. I'm not saying those two in particular. No, I don't want those two to do it because Greenlands are more serious than anything. But like, you need a mind like that that can write for these so obscure characters. And we're ta- obviously talking Sinestro's out of this, John Stewart's out of this, Hal Jordan's out of this. It's just the rest of that whole core 
right? Like, I got to know more about the Green Lantern Corps just through the Justice League uh, Man series. I was never a huge fan of the stories. I thought they had some decent stories, but I like anything with oversaturation, it becomes convoluted, right? You have the Yellow Lanterns, the Red Lanterns, this Lantern Corps, this, that, and it just became like, all right, I think I'm done, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, um, that, they have a healthy fear of making it, and they should. But I, 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 if I'm recalling right, once again, I'm going to be uh, correct on parts of this, which is fine. Once you got to Justice League, it was supposed to, the entire plan was supposed to lead to the Nightmare Mesh sequence actually being a real thing. And then it was going to kind of have like Justice League 2 kind of be uh, um, the emergence of Flashpoint, where Barry Allen goes back in time to kind of try to write what's wrong. And then 3 would be the epic conclusion of the story, where finally the 7 come together and they take out Darkseid and all that other stuff. So, we all know what the Snyder Cut is. Zack Snyder is a master uh, mark uh, marketer. He, he knows what to say. Like how he has said... Yeah, I don't think Warner Brothers wants a part two. He knows exactly what he's doing. Now, I, I've heard, I want to go over the criticism of Man of Steel. It is a bit darker tone. It is a bit you no know, more dreary for Superman tale. But I do think as a coming of age tale, it's not that bad. Um, but once again, I'm a, I am not a Superman fan, so to speak. Every Superman story I like... Is when he goes dark, essentially, and pretty much those are Elseworlds stories. Elseworlds stories. Red Sun, I love. Um, Injustice, I love. But those are when he goes dark. Those are Elseworlds stories. I know they're ca technically canon now, but there's not too many Superman stories outside those that I like personally. Um, but I'm just not a fan of the character unless he's in the Justice League at some point in time or whatever. So for me, my take on it, I thought it was a decent movie. Um, I was surprised he had him kill, but at the same time, that was setting up Superman for other things, as we have come to see. I said this next part earlier in one of the earlier episodes with Jonathan Esther uh, of this uh, of this podcast series. I, I have changed my tone on BVS. I used to hate it, but then I realized I started to see it as Avengers: Age of Ultron. It's completely meant to be an unfinished product, a project that just puts so many people in it because it's serving a lot of masters, right? I do think the introductions of Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg are stupid. I still maintain they're stupid. However, you have to fit them in somewhere, right? I would prefer post-credit scenes, and maybe you have right before the credits, a scene where Cyborg is being uh, pretty much fused with the mother box. Then in the middle of the credits scene, we have Aquaman in the sea. And then the very last one is the Flash doing his whole save somebody thing really fast. Right? Um, but that's the only part of the movie that I think is stupid. Once again, some things just aren't going to make sense because so many things are just pigeonholed. So many storylines are just pigeonholed into, the, into it. I've never minded the dark, darker themes. To me, 
if you read DC stories, they're way more darker than Marvel anyway. So it makes sense to me. You just, I just, it's because so many of your characters, like to me, you can't have a cheery Moon Knight series. It just doesn't work. It's so hard to do a Batman that's true to character if they're constantly being the Adam West Batman. I just, I just don't think that you can do it. But once again, no. What do I know? Just my opinion. Um, Justice League. So obviously a lot of things changed. We know why uh, Zack Snyder and his wife had to leave the production. But to me, in the ashes of this disaster came good. I know some people think it's toxic. Sometimes there's some things called toxic fans. There are toxic fans, but not for the reasons they're saying. If people are raising money for suicide prevention and all this stuff, if that's a toxic fan, I'll take that fan every day of the week and twice on Sunday to buy my comic books. You know, people, the thing people need to remember is, here's how I, this is what I truly believe. Well, you can say what you want to about toxic fans and all sorts of stuff, but people pay their hard-earned money to go to the theater and enjoy a movie. Warner Brothers did not keep their promise on Justice League. So they're constantly, so for as much as people saying they're constantly having toxic fans, there's toxic executives. They're constantly, just, they just want your money. They don't care if they put out a good product or not. You know what? I'm glad that people fought back. I'm glad that Warner Brothers got put in such a position to where, like, we dropped HBO Max. We have nothing that attracts people to it. Because think about what what does HBO Max have? I have had the free month just to see what they have. They have nothing that I can't download for free. Let's just be honest. They don't have anything that just attracts me. They don't. And so... They needed this. And there's going to be a part two, without a doubt. Um, I believe it. For, all the actors are on, are, are on board. Well, <laughs> even though Ray Fisher says he's coming back, he says he'll never work with Walter Armada again. Well, Walter Armada is in one of those good graces for a long time. He just signed a new contract. So I don't know how that's going to work. I just need a yawn. I've been holding that yawn in, and it's been annoying. Um, I'm not even tired. That's the funny thing about it. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so I don't know how that's going to go. We'll get into the Josh Whedon stuff later. We're not going to go too deep into it, though. But I wanted to watch it just to see, hey, do you still feel the same way about this? Was it really that bad? Blah, blah, blah. So first of all, my first take from it was, what the executives did was say, hey, Josh, you made a billion dollars off of Marvel's Avengers. I don't think H- Matter of fact, let's look it up right now. I know the first one made a million dollars, a billion dollars, but I don't know if the second one did. Did H? Let's see. Hmm, I did. Did 1.4 billion worldwide. So okay, so you have two billion dollar movies. Take these characters and do the same thing. Now here's where I'm going to be fair, Josh Whedon, because I've heard some people say he doesn't know the characters. I'm sure he knows the characters, but now you're pigeonholing him because now you're trying to take your formula that you did with the Avengers, which are completely different characters 
in the MCU. So if we're looking at Robert Downey Jr. versus Bruce Wayne, uh, Ben Affleck, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man is supposed to be sarcastic and witty and funny. Batman's not supposed to be that. He that is he is the absolute opposite of that. You know, Door for all the seriousness, he can he, he can show some comedic chops, right? Which is pretty much what they're trying to do with their with, with, with Aquaman, which kind of worked. Uh, Black Widow and Wonder Woman are completely different characters. You know, it's so it's his thing. Here's where you gotta be fair. He tried to take the formula and just put it towards these characters. It didn't work out very well. Dialogue at times was weird. I know some people like using the words cringy. Whatever helps you get through the day, I'll go with it. So let's use cringy. Um, and, and that's why. So I, I don't think he didn't know the characters. He just was doing, he was just being a good soldier. Hey, this is what they want. This is what they get. Um... I, I remember when I first heard Zack Snyder talk, I think it was at DC Fandom, and he was saying how Cyborg's the heart of the film. I was like, Cyborg? Of all people. Like, and I love Cyborg, the character, but it's kind of like, this is super weird he would point that out. The reason why? Cyborg is barely in the freaking film, and plus you can tell all, I think, with probably the exception of one or two scenes, I get the feeling that most of that was reshoots. It just all looks so whatever. Um, you could definitely tell all of Henry Cavill's stuff. Superman was was a uh, reshoots because you could see where they digitized his mustache. And <laughs> for a billion dollar conglomerate, boy oh boy, did they do a terrible job of digitizing his his face with that, that mustache. Now when I when I saw him, all I saw was the villain character from Mission Impossible Six, or was it Seven? I was like, yo, this is this is crazy. Um, the story overall, it was decent, I guess. Um, obviously, Steppenwolf with no Dark Side, it won't make any sense. In fact, that Dark Side was not in this film. It made Steppenwolf even, even even if you thought he did a good job, it still would have taken it down a notch for me because Steppenwolf, the new gods. Dark side, Steppenwolf, they're all so connected to each other that if you know the comic books, you know just he's not going to be a good villain on his own, right? Um, the actors didn't really do a bad job, in my opinion. I think everyone did a great job. It just comes down to the storytelling and the reshoots. Like, I love Jeremy Irons as, as Alfred and uh, a snarky Alfred and all that good stuff. He definitely plays off Ben Affleck really well. Um, I guess what I want to get to is what do I think is going to be different in the Snyder Cut? With it being four hours, it's going to be a lot of the same, but a lot of different as well. Um, obviously, he said Cyborg is going to be a huge part of it. I'm assuming they shot a bunch of Cyborg scenes where his, it's essentially his origin story. So that's exciting. Looking forward to obviously seeing scenes of him. The Flash in the uh, Speed Force, which is going to be exciting. Um, I had this conversation with Jonathan Esther because the new trailer just dropped on Valentine's Day. And there's a scene in the, in, in the nightmare scene. Cyborg is in the nightmare scene with Batman and Joker's first appearance, right? And so um, I told, matter of fact, let me read the messages because... Um, I want to remember. I want to quote what we, what we both said. Uh, 
Here's what I said. I, I said, this is me quoting, quoting myself. I get it. Cyborg did not survive to be in the nightmare scene. He's in the mother boxes and communicating with Batman as he has a gun trying to help Batman get through the nightmare sequence. And then Joe, he's to make, and he's to make a deal with Joker. That's why Joker's able to... Joker's pretty much calling Batman out for his, the way he's turned and, and how he's had to in order to survive. That's why he says the lines he says. Like I, I know the whole... Uh, we are in a society meme thing. I, who cares? Um, but it's like uh, we're uh, what's what's the exact words he says? We are in society. I can't remember the words now. Now I want to go back and actually do that. This is where YouTubers have such uh, an advantage. They can just pipe in shit. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But Joker's pretty much calling Batman out, hey, like, you've changed, and you've had to change to evolve with the situation. Um, that's my guess, is that Cyborg is in the mother boxes. I don't think Cyborg actually survived. Just looking at his outfit, and I know he's blurred. Looking at his outfit, I'm like, man, that just feels like he wouldn't be wearing that if it's post-apocalyptic, you know? I feel like he would be, I don't know, suited and booted, not in, a, like, a sweatsuit, you know? But Jonathan Esther said this his take on it is this I'm thinking the nightmare scene is in flashpoint and then when he comes back to Warren so he's thinking like when flash starts running he runs right he's, he's, he's meaning to run into the into the, the past but he runs right into the nightmare scene with with uh freaking cyborg as a side and that's when he warns him in the nightmare scene I don't, and maybe he may mean something different. Like we still, we need to still get him on, um, again to clarify that. Um, but we'll probably get him on after the Snyder Cut's already come out to get his thoughts on it. Um, but that sounds interesting to me. I don't think that's what it is, honestly. But it sounds interesting. I I will watch either one. Um, but to me, I think. As Batman is talking and telling about his, the premonition and all this other shit. Oh, someone's outside the door. Um, as Batman is talking and talking about all his premonition stuff, Cyborg's constantly being in the mother boxes and seeing what his potential future can be and how Batman is. I just don't think Cyborg is one of those type of people that survive, especially with uh, Joe, uh, Joe Magliano. Or Magliano? Magliano? Sophia Vergara's husband is <laughs> Deathstroke. I can't pronounce his last name. And Manganello. There we go. Joe Manganello. Um, he's. I'm a. We've heard rumors and stuff. I don't. I don't know if Zack Snyder's confirmed it or not. But if he's, it feels like Batman's got the team with bad guys. So I just think that no good guys are going to be left. It's just going to be bad. Well. Supposedly Amber Heard's people. Uh, Amber Heard is gonna be in the nightmare scene. He, she's gonna, and she's taking essentially Aquaman's spot in it, um, which sounds intri very intriguing. Um, but anyways, I think the nightmare scene is gonna be something all on its own, and I think Flashpoint is going or not Flashpoint, but the Speed Force scene. I can see that happening at the three minute and twenty minute. Excuse me, three hour twenty minute mark. I'm just, I'm just throwing, I'm, that, 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 I'm just, if I'm giving you numbers because I'm, I'm just guessing at this point. But I say it's going to be that late in the film 
because as this whole nightmare sequence supposedly it's like five years later and I as he's doing that I just think it'll be a perfect like 20 something minutes to get all that set back up before the final confrontation and I can see the final confrontation going about 20 minutes I don't see the the final fight in Avengers Endgame went like almost an hour right I don't know if the fight with Steppenwolf is gonna go that long. I can see an hour-long fight with Dark and, with Dark Side, but not Steppenwolf. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be a little closer to the end. But I think the Nightmare Scene is gonna lead up to that, though. Um, either way, it's interesting. So, anyways, my my final. I just wanna give my quick final takes on it. The movie. I think if you're a casual fan, no. If you if you're a fan just looking for something to watch, it's a superhero movie. Right, with characters you probably know and you heard of, definitely with actors and actresses you know. Right, so I don't see think you care. It's probably a two, you know. And here's the thing, I know a lot of things I've been saying about Josh. Well, let's just get this out of the way. I don't have any thoughts on it, but now that his the show he created was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a lot of those actresses and actors have come out and said some certain things. It's not looking good for him. It looks like he's about to be canceled. Um. I don't think he went into that movie trying to sabotage Zack Snyder. I think he went into that movie, hey, let me try to use the formula I made to make another million dollars. Uh, and another billion dollars, excuse me. And it just didn't work. And it wasn't going to work with those characters. Um, I, I, if people aren't happy with the Snyder Cut, they're never going to be happy with anything DC does, period. I think the Snyder Cut will be very, a very special event because of how Zach was able to then enhance his dream project, essentially, by bringing Joker in and all these things that the studio probably canceled the first time around. Um, but my, anyways, my final take on uh, the 2017 theatrical cut of Justice League is it's a two. Um, there are some good, to me, there are some good moments on it, even if it is reshoots or rewrites. Like, to me, I did like the flirty nature between Batman and Wonder Woman. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but to me, I'm not thinking about comic book accurate at that point, even though I think they at one point had a relationship in the comic books, probably an Elseworld story. Elseworld story. I'm thinking about these two are grinding together and they're after they had this huge fight together, and now they have to depend on each other to 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 stop a threat. You're gonna get close. Most relationships start when you work with somebody or you see or you just around somebody enough. I'm not saying they got a date. I'm not saying any. I'm just saying it, it, to me, I did not mind it, especially since Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot, Gadot had um, great chemistry together. Um, I like the. I did not like how they made Flash so goofy. I got it. I get why he did it. No, this dude is a super intelligent guy. I, I, I want less goofy from him. Obviously, you need to have more cyborg, so you can't really even. To me, Cyborg got the Joker treatment from a uh, Suicide Squad. It's kind of hard to have an opinion on what he did because barely in the fucking movie. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to the black suit, Superman, and all other stuff. Um, Superman's barely in the film, which makes sense because he died just a film before. Um, but I did like. There are some parts of it I did like. You know, um, I did not. I did not like the open. Um, where the Mindhunter guy, whatever his name is, is like trying to have a conversation with Batman about how Superman's dead and the world's going to hell. I don't see that ever happening. I don't see it being a thing where Batman is socializing as he's taking down the criminal. 
um, what else did I like? I'm trying to think what other things I liked. The 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 park scene where Superman's alive and he fights him. Eh, I could have done without it. It needs to happen, but it needs, I think it needs to happen differently, and I think it is going to happen differently. Um, who else? What else? What else? I think that's it. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm really trying to think about what else I liked. I think that is it. <laughs> um, but anyways, like I said, there was a couple of good things in there. At the end of the day, we ne- we know we know sixty seventy percent of the story. We're never gonna know the full story because now that Zach is essentially back into uh, into the game. He's gotta play a political game too, especially if he wants to get um, that part two done, which I believe he will. Um, but if he does get a part two, I, I wonder. Will we see a Green Lantern? And who will be the Green Lantern? You know, like, will we see the, finally see the Unite the Seven um, that we probably should see? Um, but anyways, that is the show for this week. Like I said, I'm giving 2017 Justice League a 2 out of 10. The, the couple things I pointed out that were good. But I do believe it will be an increase. I do believe there will be more character development. And I'm going to make this point before I go, actually. What they tried to do was make, take everyone's story and merge it into two hours. That's not possible, especially when MCU, you had a Thor movie, two Iron Man movies, a Captain America movie, all before the first Avengers came out. Now, the only person that didn't really get any character development at all was Hawkeye. And that's because he legitimately had just one cameo in the first Thor movie. So he had no, and even, I would dare say, in... The first Avengers movie, he got no character development either. So if someone got shortchanged, it was probably him. But otherwise, you're trying to do the Hawkeye move with like what all your characters, or at least three of them, you know. And well, actually, well, technically, I would dare say four of them, because at least with Batman, his his allure is so powerful, his presence is so powerful that. We get what it means when you have an old, salty Batman that lost a Robin, right? Um, but, like, even Wonder Woman didn't have much backstory. You know what I'm saying? We don't know who Steve Trevor is until Bat- until Batman says something. I mean, we, we know who he is, but you get my point. We don't know anything about him. You know, we don't know how he died or anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, what, year did, matter of fact, what, what, what year did Wonder Woman come out? Because I don't think it came out before. Justice League. Think on afterwards. Oh God, that one one more eighty four. That was terrible. Um, twenty seventeen. So it came out some months before it then. So I guess we do know who Steve Trevor is. But hold on a second. No, no. no. But in twenty sixteen, we didn't. That's when uh, Batman v Superman came out. So no, we didn't. <laughs> you know. So it's like one of those things where it's like we're still not. Fully invested, and yeah, he's dead. But it's like, all right, we didn't know she was dormant for that long, and why was she dormant? It's just, this is the reason why the most powerful woman in the world is dormant. Like it just, you try to fit too much into it, and um, I do believe it's gonna have to be a four-hour cut. And I'm glad it's a movie. I'm glad it's not a series. I know that we came out to a political move because you gotta pay the actors more if it's a series, and blah blah blah. I don't care. I'm glad it's a movie. Um, looking forward to seeing how they use all the characters. 
So, anyways, that is my thoughts on 2017 Justice League. I don't know when I'm putting these all out. I know that one division will be sandwiched in between them. So, however I do it, I do it. But I will talk about BVS as well if I haven't already. Um, but that is a show for this week, this Wednesday. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you soon. This is a little chemical. This is I see things a little differently.